Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, blogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments, vlogs such as 5 Minutes with a G, The Straight Shooting View, Coaching with JBK, Audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podomatic, Spotify, Mixcloud and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and our official website www.pitch-talk.com The pitch is where we eat The pitch is where we sleep And the pitch is where we talk Welcome to The Straight Shooting View What is up? <sighs> My name is Straight Shooting LJA and welcome to another episode of the Straight Shooting View. Now, this is going to be a bit different to usual episodes of the Straight Shooting View. Because I'm actually going to have a guest. And that guest will be none other than Coach JBK himself. So, we're going to be talking about Watford and their recent situation. Getting rid of Claudio Ranieri after just, off, just under four months in charge. So, yeah, we are going to delve into that in this episode of The Straight Shooting View. Hey, what is up, people? Welcome to The Straight Shooting View. And you know what? Yeah, Watford. <laughs> the, the situation at Watford, to me, is just an absolute circus. It really is. It really is a circus. I mean, sacking Claudio Ranieri after less than four months in charge... And this dude was, he was basically heralded as almost a saviour. And it is one of them where it's like, it's like 14 games. How is a manager supposed to, or coach, head coach, however you want to phrase it, how is anybody coming into a club in any capacity supposed to get any sort of traction or implement any sort of whether it be playing style, whether it be club ethos, how are you supposed to do that in 14 games? I mean, Frank De Boer was bad when, what's it, Palace let him have a whole summer of spending and then sacked him after four games. But Watford now, I mean, this is, this is legitimately a joke. I mean, I can understand, yeah, Watford being in the bottom three, but they're a yo-yo club like West Brom anyway. So, I mean... Ugh. It's just hilarious. And the the Watford board, there's one funny quote, actually. The board feels that with nearly half the Premier League campaign remaining, a change in the head coach position will give a new appointment sufficient time to work with a talented squad to achieve the immediate goal of retaining Premier League status. <laughs> it's like, you, you're talking about both sides of your neck. It's like half the Premier League campaign left. A change in the head coach position will give a new appointment sufficient time to work with a talented squad. Well, like you'd already brought Ranieri in. Like they'd already brought him in after a few games of the season of, of the season. So it's like, what are you doing? I don't know what Watford are playing at. Seriously, this is just hilarious to me. I mean, you look at, he was given a two-year contract. And it was, and it's like, yeah, the first game was against Liverpool. And okay, cool. That was always going to be difficult. We smacked him up. But, I mean, 
Him being, like Ranieri being the 15th manager since the Pozzo family took over in 2012. That's 15 in 10 years. 16 now because who's his replacement? They've somehow coaxed Roy Hodgson out of retirement. And it's like, what for the one of them clubs? Similar in a way to Everton. And similar in a way to what I've said about Tottenham, Man United, especially Man United. A club going the short-term route to try and get long-term success. Watford now, it's one of them ones where it's like, they they may not have the delusions of grandeur that a club like Everton does, but they're still going the same short-termist route in terms of management, and they're just, they're literally throwing good money off the bat. Because you look at how... You look at you look at how Watford have spent. You look at how Everton have spent fifty million on Gilfie Sigurdsson. <laughs> Richarlison eh, still overpriced, and ironically from Watford. And it's one of them where so where it's like, was it Kike Sanchez Flores? I think took over Watford twice. It's like, dude, you fired him once, then you bring him back, and it's like, dude, you, you think you think it's going to be different now that you've bought? It's like it's stupid. It's like do the same thing twice, expect a different outcome. It's like that's the definition of insanity. And like for me, there's just there's so much there's so much silliness with this. And bringing in Roy Hodgson, the dude's seven, the dude's like seventy. So on them ones, like let him let him enjoy his retirement. I don't know how they coaxed him out, but it's one of them where it's like, well. <sighs> He's kind of there just to steady the ship. But Roy Hodgson, all right, he did it very well at Crystal Palace. He steadied that ship and got them got them flying right again. Same thing at Fulham. At Liverpool, not so great. But our club was a shambles at that point when we brought him in and it just wasn't a good fit. But as I said, Roy Hodgson is a manager who's going to steady the ship potentially at Watford, but can he keep him up? That's the thing. Like Viagra, can Roy Hodgson keep it keep it up? So it's one of them where it's like there's no guarantee of that. And these changes, this I mean, it's Watford's third manager this season. It, I mean, that that's how absurd it is. Their third manager this season, and it's like, dude, what are you playing at? Like, you need stability, and you're not going to get stability when you're constantly trying to build on shifting sands. You're trying to build on constantly shifting sands, so there's no stability there. And if there's no stability, guess what? You're going to get relegated, you're going to come back, you're going to get relegated, come back. And it's like, you're not going to achieve the long-term goal of getting into Europe. Because everybody else in those European positions, mate, you're going to be punching above your weight. And then once you get into Europe, whether it be the Europa Conference League, Europa League proper, Champions League, whatever the case, you're going to be up against sides who have more stability. And if they don't have more stability, they'll blow you out of the water with budget. So it's like, oh God, I mean, what what for to me are one of them ones where once again, I said another side screaming out for a long-term plan. And... Like I mean, I've I've said I've said before, it's just one of them ones where you look at FSG, for instance, or even Man City with the shakes. I mean, they've I mean, Man City shakes have deployed shortcuts in some areas, but they've gone long term in others, like the like the money that they're plowing into Carrington and youth development and that kind of thing. It's like cool, 
cool. That's long. That's, that's you. You may not have a long term a long term vision, but at least they've got a long term plan. And I think City have both. With with us, um, Liverpool, we have both. Fortunately, because FSG have been with us just over a decade. Yeah, that Super League thing was a debacle. Not denying that they've made mistakes. The Suarez thing. Yes, they've made mistakes, but. In the words of Hulk Hogan from WWE Confidential about the demise, rise and fall of WCW, you can make it's one of them ones when you're like when you're head, when you're flying a plane, you can make a few little mistakes, but very few big ones before the nose of the plane starts going down. And it's one of them where it's like FSG, yeah, they've made a few relatively big mistakes, but at the same time. You look at what they've generally done, it's like, okay, cool. They brought the success back. They got us back to the summit of English football and winning a Premier League title. So their long-term plan, and it took and it took what 10 years, but they did it because they came in with a long-term vision and a long-term plan to execute said long-term vision. They came in saying, we're not gonna be like throwing money around like certain billionaire owners you know who they were aiming at with that it's like we're gonna make this we're gonna make this club stable again and we're gonna get them back to the top of english football where they belong that is liverpool where we belong but we're not gonna take shortcuts to do it we're not gonna basically leverage the future of the club for a good season or two it's like no so it's one of them where it's like you. I said, like looking at looking at the Watford thing. To me, the Pozos don't have a clue. They've got a long term vision, but they have no idea. They have no long term plan, and you can't have one without the other. You really can't. You can shortcut some things for a certain amount of time, but overall, you can't do. You just can't do it. And I mean, I, I mean, I said, I mean. Some, I mean, some people have said that Watford's long-term version is to get into Europe and and it's one of them ones where it's like they've invested heavily in what they, in their like business model and upgraded the ground and train areas and all that. But that format of buying gems cheap and selling for bigger money and have a coach to coach, it's one of them where it's like, I don't agree with that as a method. Because, again, like with the Everton comparison, you're taking quote-unquote gems, a.k.a. rejects from other clubs, Tom Cleverley, um, among others, it's one of them ones where it's like, it doesn't really work. Like, you look at Everton, Theo Walcott, Alex Iwobi, what have they done? <laughs> it's like, rejects from other clubs, and they ain't done, no, they ain't done anything. So... I mean, it's it's just one of them where I said you have to have owners who are willing to commit to a long-term plan and not deviate from it. Because at the end of the day, it's one of them was, I mean, what I said, Watford seemed to be throwing good money off the bat, which is just not smart. And you know what? I mean, even stuff like just managers, where it's like, what's it, um, Sanchez Flores, bringing him in twice. It's like, dude, what, he didn't mess up enough the first time. It looked as absurd as Mourinho going to Chelsea twice. It's like, what? What? so nice, you want to get fired twice because you know what's going to happen if a couple of results go back. 
And it's one of them where it's like, I just look at it as... Like, remember, cast your mind back to July of 2017. We got a pit talk rant of the week about it from, from July 17 about Klopp, um, Klopp's six-year Liverpool contract extension. Lunacy or long-term or long-term planning. And people thought at the time, people were laughing at the time, ah, you're going to lose six-year contract, ah! It's like, dude, this ain't Newcastle with Alan Pardew getting an eight-year contract. No, 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 This manager is like, Klopp's in a different league. And he's shown it. Champions League, Premier League winner. It is that you can't argue with that success. So it's on them and both of them, what, in his first four or five years at the club. So, yeah, you can't argue with that level of success. But it's one of them where it's like, I said, like, everybody thought that FSG were crazy to give Klopp a six-year extension, what, a year or two into his contract. But they saw the club progressing. They saw how good Klopp was. They saw, what, was it, the, the Europa League final in his first season with um, basically Brendan Rodgers' squad. And then it's like, no, you know what? We've got the right man in charge. And now it's time to put our money where our mouth is and in FSG and be like, you know what? We're going to send the signal out to Everyone, we believe in this man. This is the man to take us forward. And Watford don't do that with their managers, clearly. Because the way they're playing musical chairs with them, they don't they clearly don't believe in it. It's either they're not believing in the people they're hiring, or they're not they've got a plan and they don't even believe in that. <laughs> so it's not them where it's like it doesn't really make any sense. And I mean, to me, if the top is rotten, it is only a matter of time before it filters down and ruins everything else. So it's one of them where, I mean, Watford's, as I said, circus. It legitimately is an absolute circus. And Hodgson, I don't think he's going to be able to change that because there has to be a culture shift. The Pozos have to be willing to potentially relinquish some control whereby, you know what, give a manager some autonomy and give a manager some proper time before you get rid. Otherwise, again, you're throwing good money off the bat. You're just wasting your money and your business model, it's a badly run business. As I've always said about football clubs, football clubs are businesses, extremely bad, run, badly run businesses in most cases, but businesses nonetheless. And it seems like what for the following that? It's like, yeah, you want to go boing, 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 boing. Well, that's, I mean, long term, it's not sustainable. It really isn't. So it is what it is. But you know what, yeah? I've had enough of my say on it. I'd like to know your say as, well, as listeners, as ardent listeners of the Pitch Talk Revolution, I'd like to know your views as well. But you know what? I'm going to hand over. Jamie, what do you think about all of this what do you think jay so yeah my my take on all of this is it's exactly what you said about short-term thinking and it's evident in terms of how many coaches or managers have come through the the, no, the turnstiles and then left so they've only been around for at least enough enough time just to have like four or five um serious games and then the rest was kind of like, well, you're not really doing too much with this. My only thing about the coach that they had beforehand was he was playing a certain style that the fans weren't happy with, but he did get the results at the start. Now, 
it does stand to reason that you can have a style, but you may not have the players. That's that's always going to be the case. You may want to play free-flowing attacking football, but if you haven't got the quality in your side, you're better off just sitting back and hoping, hoping for the best. And that's a lot of things that um, that I would say the chairman probably miss out on, is that they want to see the free-flowing uh, free football, but they don't necessarily understand what it takes to norm, to actually get there. They're just expecting that, you know what, we're in the Premier League, we're going to stay here, we're going to do what we can do, blah, blah, blah. And that would be it. Then you bring in Claudio Ranieri, who had a successful season, essentially, one season, out of the many that he's had with Chelsea, Leicester, um, now Watford. He's had so many seasons that he's only had one successful season. So he's not necessarily... He's experienced, but he's not necessarily experienced in flourishing with a, a club that naturally will always play on the front foot in the Premier League. He's on when you look at the Watford season that they had in I think it was 2017, 2018, or no, it might have been 2018, 2019, they made it to the to the um the FA Cup final. And that was on the back of Chelsea going out quite early. That was on the back of Liverpool not um, not having a, a decent run in the in the um, in the cup, and they played a Man City side, who essentially went and won that trophy along with the league title, along with the uh, the league cup as well. So, and then in that same season, I think Liverpool went and won the um, the Champions League. So, my thing with this was. They didn't necessarily have a. They've not. They hit their their dizzying heights, and you see it with teams like Burnley. You see it with teams like Newcastle. They will hit their the group of players that they have. They will hit their dizzying heights with that coach. The coach gets them to that level, and then that is it. There's nothing else that he can do with that team. Why? Because it's just the English way of doing things. You get to a certain point and then you stagnate. So. It's look at look at what happened with Guardiola. Guardiola could have had at least a ten year stretch with with Barcelona, hands down. But he knew that at some point his he's going to get tired. It's going to stagnate. The, the, he's not going to be able to give as much as he can. And then he took a year out um, um, at Bayern Munich. Decided to do the decided to leave Bayern Munich. He could have had another again five ten year stretch. <clears throat> decided to leave Bayern Munich and then came to Man City where he stayed probably the longest he's, he stayed at a club and stands to reason he's got what he needs at the club now which they're happy to give him what they, what what they need but that's that's my issue my issue is not that my issue with the Pozzo family and just things inside of Watford is I, I don't necessarily know how things are at Watford now or, or were and the thing with the thing with Watford's, given the fact that they've now brought in the women uh, the women's sides, so now they're in a championship. Um, they've brought in um, resources to to make sure that things are going in the right direction. That they are essentially 
how do I put it? They're essentially on, essentially modernising the club. Even though it's a family friend, it's, it's meant to be a family club. Just like West Brom, just like all of these clubs that they keep, they keep yo-yoing up and down. It's meant to be a family, a family friendly club. Um, the problem with the problem with the Pozzo family and is they've got this idea of they want to get into Europe, but they're going to do it their way with managers coming in just to make sure that they can hit seventh place because Watford got to got to the um, got to the um, the final. They've been searching for that answer ever since. And that was, what, three years ago now. So now that they've gone down and come back up, means that they're still, they're still searching for that answer of getting into Europe. So that's, that's the reality. It's not that they want to stay in, in the Premier League. It's they now want to get into Europe because they know that they know what it takes to get them um, to get into Europe, um, stay in the Premier League. They've seen it. Over the years of going down, coming back up, going down, coming back up, they know exactly what it what it takes. So it's not really an issue. Now they want to get into to Europe. It's a case of who are we going to find, and they don't want to find somebody who's going to be a rookie that doesn't understand what um, what it takes to be in the Premier League. They don't want to be um, they don't want to be uh, bringing in somebody who doesn't necessarily think they're going to stay long enough just to be in the Premier League. They're just kind of looking at it from, let's get into Europe, that's where the money is. We've now got a name um, for Watford. My only issue with this is Watford aren't that type of club. In every league and across the world, there's always going to be three or four clubs that are always going to be mid-table to the bottom end. Yes, they might have a few standardised seasons, but then you've got to change your business model, like Liverpool did. The only good thing, of, uh, the only difference with Liverpool is that they had the name, but you've got to be a bit more of a. You've got to have it. You've got to have something about you to um, within your business model, to make it to Europe. Southampton almost made it, but they didn't. Oh no, they did. No, they did. They had one, 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 or, one or two seasons, um, not too long ago. Um, but then they started selling off their players and they haven't been able to replicate that. They've had... Who else have we had in Europe? Who else has the Premier League had in Europe? Everton. <laughs> Burnley. They were in the qualifying stages, so technically they were still in Europe. Um, but then look at where it takes them. They're nowhere near where they should be and that's the issue because um, they get to Europe they don't know what it takes and then when they try to get back there there's no sort of direction not just on the pitch but also off of it so my issue yeah my issue isn't just a positive family it's how how are you going to get the best out of the out of the um, the business model that the positive family get but also how are you going to get the best out of out of a team that's basically saying that they should be in Europe when they haven't got the players to play that style just to get them to Europe in the first place that's the issue I don't know I could I could go on for quite some time positive family with their business model um, not because it's trying to sell I think they're just kind of looking at Europe as the main the main goal because they've been in they've been in uh, 
under the under their tutelage, they've been um, Watford have been in the, the Premier League, so they know what it takes to be in your um, be in the Premier League, hands down. The style on the pitch probably doesn't replicate where they want to be, which means that they're not really looking for the right kind of coach that plays the right type of um, right type of style. Then they've gone uh, gone from that to we talk about the players. Are the players able to play that type of style of football? Possibly not. It will show because you get teams who come from maybe two. Um, if you look back at teams like Stevenage, they had, I think, back-to-back promotion, promotions from um, the National League up to League One. And then they struggled. They struggled in League One. And then I think they just about held the run in League One. But they were looking at possibly getting a third um, third promotion. Not only didn't they did they not have the resources, but they just weren't there as a team. Um, and then they've kind of gone backwards a little bit, but managed to hold their own in League Two. Having having Roy Hodgson coming in, somebody who retired to come back is the same thing as Claudio Ranieri taking over. You're not actually moving the needle. You're just basically making sure that you can stay in the Premier League just so that you can make a decision in the next 10, uh, 10 weeks as to what you want to do going forward. And when I say 10 weeks, it's just before the end of the... I think it's just before the end of the, uh, the season, which means that wherever they are and hope that they secure a spot, then they can make a decision on whether they keep Roy Hodgson well, they go, you know what, we need to look for somebody a bit more new and fresh with ideas. Who's going to play a style of football that suits not only the first team, but also the rest of the club. Now, the reason why most people will say that, um, that that's the way that it needs to be, and I genuinely, genuinely agree. But the issue is, is that you've now got to build those players long enough to say, you know what, Let's get the uh, let's get the success where we need it, in the Premier League, where we need those type of players coming through the door. Look at Brighton; it's well run, and it's got a it's got a manager who's forward thinking. So the question will be, if Brighton so happened to change that model model, why, why are they doing it? They brought in the um the current FA technical director Dan Ashworth in. No, 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 sorry, the other way around. So he was the technical director of um, at the FA. Um, he was the one that successfully built West Bromwich Albion. And obviously, once he left, you could see the decline of, of West Bromwich Albion. Then you bring in... Um, he's, he was one of the guys who, who brought up basically how um, England play at the moment. Um, or how coaches perceive England to, to play and blah, blah, blah. So we're talking about playing out from the back what we do with the ball in, in, in midfield, how we kind of move the ball, um, how we kind of be creative in, in the final third. He was he was instrumental in, in, in that, in terms of the technical direction that most clubs should um, should adopt. Now you look at it, what he's basically doing at a club like Brighton, imagine what he could do for a club like Arsenal, Manchester United, maybe, quite maybe, even Liverpool. I mean, Manchester City don't need him, not without a shadow of a doubt, because they've already got a technical director in, well, essentially, Guardiola. He's the figurehead of how, how uh, Man City will, will play. 
and how the rest of the um, how the rest of the teams are built to suit that style. So that's the question that you've got to look at as well. Um, are they bringing? Are they recruiting the people that can help the manager um, play the style that they want to um, want to play, or are they just bringing in people just so that they can fill the quota? And that's what I think it is. Dan Ashworth is now at Brighton. You can see the type of style that they're playing when it comes to football. Yes, it hasn't been successful as successful this season, but you saw what they were trying to do with Graham Potter last year. Um, they switched it just simply because when you looked at um, Hewton, his his way of playing, Chris Hewton's way of playing was get the result um, towards a certain period of star, uh, period of time. It was more just hit hit and hope, and then sit back a little bit more. Whereas they're now saying, "Well, why do we have to sit back? We could easily press." Um, we just need to be smart in where we press. If you look at when Chris Hewton started his, his time um, with Newcastle, that's how he got his, his win against Arsenal. Arsenal basically didn't um, had really um, lost to Newcastle in, in a long time, or even lost at the Emirates in a long time. He was the first. He was the first one to really get the get the result against Arsenal. I think it was a one 0 win with Andy Carroll scoring, I believe. But yeah, putting that back to taking it back to where it was, I think that's that's the issue. Is I think Roy Hodgson is sort of a he is a short termist um, manager, a managerial appointment, and it'll be interesting if he can keep keep the club up, and then the direction that they go after that. At the moment, the business model of of Watford is not working. That's what it is. And that has been another episode of the Straight Shooting View. The first half was me. The second half was JBK, my Pitch Talk co-host. One of them. <laughs> so it's one of them was, what did you think? What did you think? Did you agree with myself? Did you agree with Jamie? Did you agree with both of us in regards to our thoughts on Watford and their seeming lack of a long-term plan, even though they have a long-term vision? Who ain't quite marrying up. Do you think that Watford need to come up with a long-term plan to achieve that long-term vision of potentially getting into Europe that the Pozzo family have? Do they need to be a lot more stable with their management? It's one of them was, man. What is the issue at Watford? There's a lot of them, aren't there? <laughs> they're going through managers like some of us go through hot dinners but you know what we want to know your views www.pitch-talk.com is the official website check out vlogs podcasts such as the straight shooting view coaching with jbk five minutes with the g and much much more there on our official website you can also listen to our podcast on the website. You can catch our YouTube material on youtube.com forward slash pitch talk. You can catch special feature segments there as well. You can also catch pitch talk at the SAL Senior Challenge Cup Final 2021. That was a lot of fun last year. And also JBK at the Vitality Women's FA Cup Final 2021 as well. His video diary. Also, also, you can catch a lot more of our older legacy footage there as well. Remember, you can catch our podcast via our website. You can grab that RSS feed. You can also grab it on Verbal, V-U-R-B-L dot com. We are Verbal Ambassadors and proud of it. You can catch us on 
Podomatic, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, so many places. Wherever you pick up your podcast, you can catch us there as well. At Pitstalk on Instagram, check out vlog previews and much, much more up there. Also, we're on Reddit, at Pitstalk on Reddit as well. Connect with us there. Facebook.com forward slash Pitstalk. Become a fan, become a friend, become a member of the group. Join the footballing revolution. We are working so hard to create. Eight, at Pitch Talk on Twitter. Tweet with us, follow us, see what we are up to. Yeah, man. Wherever you're at, we are too. I have been Straight Shooting LJA. And on behalf of myself and my special guest for this episode, Coach JBK, we will see you next time on The Straight Shooting View. Thank you for your time, people. Join the Pitch Talk revolution. Check out the official Pitch Talk website. www.pitch-talk.com 